Hey, welcome to Kevin Elworth Unplugged, where we talk about life, leadership, and all the things in between. My name is Kevin, and I am excited today to be able to meet with you, talk with you about what I feel like is the best decision ever when it comes to like your progressive movement in business and in leadership and all of those things. Like outside of your decision to intentionally grow, it kind of boils down to what do you what do you implement into your life? You know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I listen to a lot of content. I listen to a lot of things. In fact, I did a podcast just recently talking about the importance of listening, what you're putting into your ears. And uh, I kind of came up with a statement like the most influential voice in your life is your own. That really resonated with me, even though I was kind of the author of that statement. But one of the things that I kind of center on is the fact that how do you know what to implement and what to just say, man, I. I don't have time to implement that right now, or that's a great idea. You know, you hear things all the time. It's like, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. But how do you know what's most important, right? And I, I know for me, um, I'm listening to a book right now and I, as I go to the gym and constantly they're talking about, you should do this and you should do this. And I'm like, man, I don't have time to remember all these things I should be doing. This one will change your life. It'll literally be a game changer for you. Um, I'm going to get to the end of this and you're going to be like, duh, that's so easy. Yeah, it's so easy. But yes, yeah, few, few people in high performance roles actually do the work. So, and I think this is the importance of team. You know, I know, I know a lot of people, I'm, I deal with a lot of people who are solopreneurs. In other words, they are in business on their own. There's no one really else in their role. And the implications of what I'm about to talk to you today necessitate you having a team. And I think what I want to help you expand your thinking into is that even if you are a solopreneur, it's time for you to add your first team member. And it can be in a bunch of different facets or different ways that you have a team and what that looks like on your team. But this is going to be game changer for you. So let me get you on to speed on this. Have you ever been overwhelmed in your life and in your business? Now, I know that's a pretty facetious question because the answer obviously is yes. We all go through seasons of overwhelm. I don't care what you do or what your trajectory, what your task list, what your um, role is. You know, you could be in business, someone else's business and still face overwhelm and all the things that go with that. Um, But typically overwhelm is a pretty common trait when it comes to what we do. The funny thing is, is that when I deal with, you know, last last podcast, we talked about micromanaging and we really dove into the, that thread of life and how dangerous that can become and why that's such a thing to be on guard with. And, and this is where I felt like the, the next best thing for us to talk about would be the exact opposite of micromanaging and this high element of delegation. And, um, this really confronts that mentality quite well. And it, it came to me in a season when I was getting ready to launch the, the campus of the church where I was working at. Um, I had heard someone else talk through this thread, and it's so connected with me. I knew that, my gosh, if I don't implement anything else that I've heard at this conference that I was at on that particular day, if I don't implement anything else other than this one single idea, it will propel me to the heights. I am about to give you what I feel like is the single best implementable decision based on your business and on your life as a whole. And I simply call it the eight, nine list. It's really boiling down 
and deciphering what it is that is the only thing that you can do. You know, when I talk to so many businesses, business leaders, whatever, owners, developers, managers, um, they don't know the thing that only they can do. They just know all the things that need to be done. And typically, this is where the idea of overwhelm comes in, because at the end of the day, they're dealing with all the things that they have had to do, and they they have no idea how, how to be able to free themselves up to be able to do the things that only they can do. In fact, that's like, you know, I asked them that. What What is the thing in your business that you alone are on the hook for? Like, literally, you cannot delegate it. Or it, maybe it's not the fact that you cannot delegate it, but it is the thing that you are single-handedly best at. And, and you love it. And you're so equipped to do it. And it's your passion and all the things. You can't be passionate about everything in business. Think about it like this. To all of you who are in any field, you are not best at taxes. And unless you're a tax person, then you may be best at taxes. But if you are a tax person, you're not best at something else. You know, what, what, what is the other thing? What's the thing that, you know, you can think about this in a super practical level. You know, the tax person that I'm talking to today is not best at car maintenance because that's a facet too, right? And so this is where we get to the spot where we're like, okay, I can do only so many things. And the rest has to go somewhere else. You've got to be able to make decisions about something else and about out, outboarding this to, to get all the things done. Um, here's what I want you to do today. We're going to do a little, maybe a little bit of homework. And, and I would just really encourage you, you know, if you're listening to this on the go, which is what I would do with the podcast, maybe come back to it later and, and spend 10 minutes on this. Don't spend a ton of time on it, but spend 10 minutes on it to see if there's, if it warrants a little bit more investigation on your own life. But um, figure out what you alone are best at inside of your organization. And then let's boil down to how do you do just that thing? The the way to start this is really to kind of get a legal pad and just really start going down through the list of things that you do. You know, you spend 10 minutes on this and you know, you have the processes and maybe it's not even the fact that you have written them down. They're just automated. You know, back when I was in the church world, every Monday I had this like Monday morning task list I had to do, you know, attendance from the weekend and follow-up calls that, that, you know, from connection cards that were brought in and problems that we had and uh, leadership deficiencies that I needed to take note on or chase down. Or, you know, there was, there's just a, a hundred thousand different things that are just going through your mind and none of them are like critically important, but they all have to be done. And I began to, and then there's the, the stuff of life that happens, you know, you know, in a ministry world, it's the game day is on Sunday, but then everything else is like Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday or Monday through Thursday or whatever. Um, it's all the stuff in between, all the extra stuff and all the other little ministry things that have to be on, all the nuances of, of your thing. And then, and then when it comes to business, this is, this is equally as important and equally true. You've got a hundred thousand things that need to be done. You've done them for so long. It's just automated for you. And you don't quite know how to, how to off, offload these things or, and honestly, you may not even know what it is that you alone can do. I remember talking through this with um, several different high performance leaders in business owners in, in some of my um, coaching sessions that I have. And I asked them this question and instead of having a simple, succinct, you know, single sentence answer, they write me an ebook of content that they're about to divulge about what they do. 
And I asked them, I said, okay, well, now what is it that only you can do? And they, uh, you know, another ebook of content that they begin to divulge about all the different things and all the reasons why. And I'm like, it's no wonder why, number one, you're overwhelmed. And number two, your business is not efficient. It's because everything you're saying, literally everything hinges on you. There's elements of micromanage there. And you may not even know it. You may not even be a micromanager, but you're trying to control everything because only you know how to do everything. Um, you have got to get to the spot where you can identify this is what I am exclusively best at. And this is going to be the thing that I fight to be the only thing that I do. So how do you do that? First, you get a very well um, articulated picture about all the things that are happening in your life and in your business. Put it all out there. Get it on a whiteboard. Get it on a legal pad, something. And then you, and then you identify what is the thing, what's the one thing or the two things that you alone are exclusively best at. This is your passion. You can do it in your sleep. It comes with just easiness and fluidity. It brings life into you. It's not hard. It's not overwhelming. It's not complicated. In fact, if you could just clear your schedule and just do that one thing, you would do it all the time. And this is it. This is the thing. You know, we're looking at this from a, a scale of one to 10, the eight, nine list, a scale of one to 10. And honestly, you have to get to the spot where you're kind of a attributing a number, a numeric value next to each one of these tasks. Well, for me in the scope of things, you know, doing my taxes or keeping my books is a number five, number three, you know, number one, I don't know. It's not important to me. I don't care about it, but it has to be done. It's just a time consuming thing. I procrastinate on it. It's the last thing I do. This is, this is where I'm at today. I, I get to the end of the month and I'm like, Oh, I got to go through this. I don't want to go through this. I hate doing this. And so it's becoming that thing where, whereas I used to be, this used to be like number eight on my list. Now it's like number, you know, point two. I hate it. I, I, I can't stand this. It's really odd for me now. Um, but figure out in the scope of who you are, what are those things that matter to you and don't matter to you? And then where in, in the scope of your business does it fall on a list of one to 10? You may have like, you know, 10 15 different things that are of the same numerical category. There's, these are all number fives for me. And because let's face it, you do a lot of things. I would love to get to the spot where you could literally boil this down to just a list of one to 10. And so you just got to figure out how to delegate a few things on this list, but that's probably not the case. Figure out how, how and then the next step for you is to then figure out how to properly delegate everything else. And honestly, I put in my notes here, including delegation. How do you delegate everything, including delegation? So you build in a filter that says, these are the things that I want to know about. And then whoever this person is has the authority to be able to say, you know, Kevin's not going to care about that. He's, that's not his thing. So you're going to go over here and you're going to handle that this direction. And you're directing people into, you know, solving their problems, getting things done, making your own business extremely efficient and uh, productive and overwhelming. I loved this in in you know the development of teams and and uh, all these different kinds of things. I'm I still feel like I'm trying to figure it out in the business that I'm in now, but in the church world, I had this mastered. In fact, it was so easy and light for me that it was just like it was working on automation. Every part was firing effectively. Everyone coming asking of something was getting their prep their question their problem resolved. And at the end of the day, all I had to do is two things: develop my team and preach my sermon. That was it. 
that was what I was best at. And that's really all I cared about was how do I develop my team, keep them equipped, encouraged, and and moving forward? And then how do I preach the best sermon I've ever preached in my life? And it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Make a list of all the things that you do um, that need to be done inside your company. Now decide what what you alone can do. No one else but you. You know, I'll be I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of the things that I'm really I'm also kind of bumping into right now is that very few businesses have exclusive salesmen. I don't know why that is. Salesmen are the people in your business that produce income. You know, we're not talking about this today, but you need to kind of go through the schematic of who in your company produces money and who in your company costs you money. Now, I'm not going to dive into that today. There's a whole like schematic around what that looks like and how it works. But um, nine times out of 10, there's a really good chance that you, as the CEO, as the business owner, as the director, you are the head salesman. Now, I've I just recently talked to someone about this. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they said this. They said, well, I said, who's the salesman in your business? Who's the person that brings in the cash, brings in clients, brings in projects, brings in whatever? And they stammered around it. You know, I got another ebook of content, blah, blah, blah. And they basically said this. Well, every like area director, uh, department head is their own salesman. And the way they answered the question made me think, do they know that? Because it doesn't sound to me like they know that. If you if you aren't selling, what are you doing in business? Like, how are you surviving? Are you just hoping that business comes to you? This has got to be intentional, an intentional thing. Um, I, I love this idea. So maybe it needs to be that you know you know that you are the salesperson in your company. But you've got so many other things. Sales is the last thing that you end up getting to because all these other things, these fires that are burning are the things that are really clamoring for your attention and you really don't get to that spot. I want you to, I want you to think through this and, and you alone as like the, the chief of your team can know how to navigate through this and how to decipher it. But you need to find who on your team will make your number six their number eight or nine. That's why I call it the eight, nine list. Let me say that again, because that was good. Find out the person on your team who will make your number six, their number eight or nine. In other words, you need to be able to, instead of being a dictator and demanding that your team do all this work that you don't want to do, you need to kind of learn them. And this is where the importance of like a disc assessment or a strength finder assessment can come into play. I just got disc certified and oh my gosh, like the world just woke up for me when I recognized how to, how to, you know, navigate or put together people with responsibility and leadership styles and how they mesh together and go together and jive together and how they can move the world together instead of fighting against you, instead of just saying, you know, I don't like to do this, so I'm going to tell you to do it. No, no, no. How do you learn that person and learn their style and learn to say, this is how I interact with what I'm doing. And this is how you're going to interact with what you're doing. So you might be best at this, this, and this, but the rest of these things need to go somewhere else. And my gosh, the, the, potential that can be behind a well-constructed team is just otherworldly. This is why I love coordinating with teams so much because you can make them so amazingly efficient. They're literally unstoppable. Um, 
I want you to do this, you know, again, find others who will make your number six, their nine or 10. And I'm just use number six because it's the number came up to me. I want you to do this until you can get focusing on just your number nine, number 10 on your, on your list. What, what are those things? And then the other important thing that you need to do is you need to repeat this process annually because what ends up happening is that you become so good and so efficient at those, those tasks, those responsibilities that you end up finding more bandwidth. This is where companies grow. And this is where they either grow healthy or unhealthy. Because we have more bandwidth, now we have the opportunity to invite or invent something that in our minds will either make our company more efficient or more profitable, but it actually could do the opposite of that. And you need to be explicitly clear on why you're about to invite or invent something into your business. I want to give you a few examples about how this worked for me. Um, and so, okay, let me just wrap that up. You need to repeat this process annually. Begin to analyze this again and honestly invite your team to analyze this for themselves again. And then be honest with them about like, all right, how do we solve that problem? If you've got some things on your to-do list that are not your, co your core, then let's figure out how to make your load more agile and effective so that you can be the best you. This can be the place where you and you know you create some new positions in your company or you um you know you invite uh, an outside source a, a subcontractor or you're hiring a, a, an outside company to do some of these things honestly this is why it's so crucial for me like my business is leadership development and not every business should be in the business of leadership development it's it it blows my mind because every person in a leadership role also thinks they're exceptional at leadership development and you don't have to be the, the answer to that question is, yeah, but do you need it? Do you need to be doing that? Or is this something that is just distracting you from the core and, and you know that your team can be more agile and effective, but you don't really want to do all the work to get to that spot? That's where someone like me can come on, on board and we can do a couple of, of intense things to be able to take your efficiency, your team dynamic through the roof. And you don't have to answer all the questions. You don't have to come up with all the creative ideas. That's where I come in. And I absolutely love it. So let me give you a few examples about how I worked this in the past. As and I'm going to use my pastoring as a as a story here. Before I get to that spot, let me give you some commercial content here. Uh, some things that I've got coming up that I want you to know about and that you should step into. It could really help you. I've been doing this um, free coaching Zoom session periodically, and it's been really really helpful to those who are accepting it and diving into it. I call it chasing purpose. And it literally is the idea of like investigating the inner parts of who you are, your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, and answering some very strategic questions to get you going in the right direction. I'm going to do this again on Saturday this time, Saturday, February 10th at 8 a.m. Uh, it will be a good opportunity for you to really, really get to the nuts and bolts of who you are, why you created, what you want, what you're missing, and uh, some just some good content. If you would like to be involved in that, um, you can sign up. Uh, I think you can just reply to my email here. Um, um, you can, how do you do this? My link tree. Um, you go to my link tree and I, I can put a link in here to get to that spot. There's a sign up form right there that you can dive into. And then also I want to just invite you to my website, kevinelworth.live. 
where you can grab my ebook. My ebook is called Thriving Teams Unleashed, the Radical CEO's, what is it called here? Give me a second. The Radical CEO's five-step integration strategy. Um, it's a good little quick tool that you can utilize to be able to get your team moving in the, in the right direction. So answer some questions. So take a look at those and uh, just let me know how I can help. Man, my, heart, my heart, my passion here is just to help you along the way. So back to my story. As I was a pastor, a, a school called me. One of my passions was to be catalyst in the school system um, with helping. And, and honestly, one of the dreams I had when I first started as a pastor, one of my dreams was this, is that when the city needs help, they call us to help them through it. And so that, that vision, that dream became a reality one day as I was in my office doing my thing. And the counselor for one of the schools called me and they said, hey, you know, we've got this thing. Uh, we want to help feed kids on the weekends who may not have food in their homes. Can you help? Can you guys be catalysts to helping resolve that problem? And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like a no brainer to me. So we explored the implications of it, and I navigated through it, grabbed the vision behind it, and I began to put the program together of what our church would need to do, what our team would need to do to be able to resolve this idea and be um, a connection to that school. It was just one school in the, in the, in the um, district. And uh, it sounded pretty easy. It was a small step for us to make. It was going to make a huge impact to the school, and I loved it. It was going to be a lot of work for me right off the bat. Once I heard this idea, the eight, nine list, I began to list out all these things on my whiteboard in my office. And at the top of that list was this program, the backpack program it was called. And I was like, I got to get that. I got to get that off my plate. Number one, I don't have to be doing all that. Number two, I shouldn't be doing all of that. And number three, like I said last week in my micromanaging content, there is someone else who's more passionate about this than I am, and they can do it better than I can. Why? Because this is number three on my list. I don't even care about it. In fact, every time it pops up for me, it's a nuisance to me. I love the fact that we're doing it. I just don't love the fact that I'm doing it. So put it on the top of my list. And what did I do? I began to microscopically investigate people inside of my organization or people that I knew that could make this their number eight or nine. And I started reaching out to people. And wouldn't you know, within a, like two weeks, I had someone. And I was totally able to outsource this project I was still the name of it. I was still the one responsible for it. It was still my name on all the legal documents handling it, but I didn't even have to touch it anymore. In fact, they were coming to me saying, we need this, this, and this. We need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, go, make it so. You know, here's, here's the budget that we have to be able to do something like this with. Spend the money. I don't care. Make it what you want it to make. And they actually grew it even so much bigger than I could have ever imagined. And then, you know what, there came a time where that person that I outsourced it to said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. And someone else picked it up and they took it farther. It blew my mind. It would have never gone anywhere if it stayed on my to-do list for the rest of my life. The same thing became true with a couple other elements inside of our church that I'm like, I can't be the one doing all this. There's someone else that can do it better. There's someone else that can be more efficient. When it came to, when it comes to my business today as a whole, um, I identified I identified right away two things that I can outsource that um, would just be really, really helpful for me to be able to do the thing that I do the best. My best tool is talking. My best tool is getting in front of people and leading, leadership development, team dynamics, those kind of things. My best use of my time is not marketing. 
it's not uh, trying to stir up connections and content and all that. So what did I do? I hired someone. I outsourced it right away. Put someone on my team who I can collaborate with, who I can you know set expectations for and have them set their own goals for and give them a directed job. This is what you're going to do. This is what I expect of you. This is going to be eight on your list. And then as it comes to those things, you know, we'll get to a spot where I'm now at the spot where I'm asking that person for some assistance work. And so I'm beginning to recognize, okay, my team, my company is growing and I need to be able to be on the edge of learning. Do I need to invite someone else to the team? Do I need to, you know, reevaluate this as a whole? I, I'm also in the process right now at the beginning of this year as we lead into tax time. I'm like, good Lord, I need a CPA. I need someone to be able to handle this for me because it's going to be a nuisance and it could become a huge problem if I don't face it before it becomes a problem. And so I need that as well. Um, uh, one of the things that just happens quite frequently in my line of work is email content. And I was finding myself writing a lot of emails um, to just emails of uh, organic content. In other words, I'm not responding to emails. I'm creating new email. And I begin to ask the question, is there someone else that can do this? How can they do it? What needs to be the parameters around it? And so I taught my marketing director, this is how I want you to do this. And even though I'm still doing a lot of my own writing and I'm, you know, I'm still do a lot of that, I've also helped them figure out how I want them to do it. And, um, giving them free reign as far as like, this is what I expect and this is how I want you to go at it. It, it was a mind-blowing game changer for me. And, and it freed me up to do so much more when I recognized the fact that there is only a few things that I can do and there's something exclusively that only you can do. You just have to get to that spot and say, man, this is who I am. This is why I was made. This is what I love to do. And I know that all those things need to be done, but I'm not the one who has to do it. The discipline that you have to have is to get to the spot to figure out exactly what those things are and then what to do with them. It's not okay for them to be left by the wayside. It is okay for you to take the permission to dream up how those things can be resolved and how you want them to be handled. But it's a discipline thing. It literally takes time. It's literally that idea of slow down so that you can speed up. When you slow down and you focus on this, it also creates time and space for you to handle what you alone can handle. Listen, I'm here to help. I would love to be able to collaborate you along, you know, along with you in this and to figure out what exactly you need to do. Maybe this is where you grab my free discovery call and we set up a time and we collaborate for 20 minutes or so around what you're facing, what you're up against and where you want to go next. It'd be my pleasure to do that. Jump on my LinkedIn and uh, my LinkedIn, my link tree and uh, ask. It's right there. I offer it to everyone who wants it. But let's let's process through this together and uh, help you navigate to where you want to go next. That's my desire. I want to help you get to where you want to go next. So let me know how I can do that. Pleasure to have you with me today. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk soon.